You're listening to the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, Anthony J. Start your personal growth journey with fitness, nutrition, and mindset. How bad do you want it? This is Everyday Growth. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, community. More like it. I'm so happy to be back. And today I have something special for you. So I'm going to keep this short and it's always going to be sweet. So this episode you're about to listen to, it is not one of my podcast episodes. I was actually the very first guest on the Not So Stupid podcast. My good friend Juma. I was, uh, I had actually, if you go back a couple episodes, I can't remember what episode it was, but if you go back, I actually had Juma. Um, of Stupid Fit on my podcast. It was a wonderful interview and I just, I love everything the guy's doing. Everything, we are in the same space, but everything him and I do, it's like we're, we're in the same head when we do things. We think the same way, we coach the same way, we have the same outlooks on things and we're way, I'm way older than this guy. So this is a really cool thing. He asked me to be his very first guest on. He's been doing, I think 20, 20 episodes or, or so, I want to say, by himself, solo, just putting out mad content and mad education on everything fitness, nutrition, and mindset related. Everything lifestyle, the guy is a whiz when it comes to all of this stuff. He's a great coach, and I'm so glad that I had the honor of having him on my podcast. He actually asked me to be the very first guest on his podcast, which, you guys, it may not sound, I don't know if you guys understand how cool that really actually is. It is such an honor to be asked, A, to be on someone's podcast, but B, to be the very first guest on, and he told me off air that, and he says it on air as well, but he's been working on this, and he knew he wanted me on to be his first guest like months ago, and that's just, I can't even tell you how that makes me feel emotionally. It's just like, holy shit, like why? <laughs> me? Like little little old me, little old Anthony, right? But this is the podcast that I was on, on the Not So Stupid podcast, so I want to get to it right away, but before I do, guys... Always, always, always. If you are new here, welcome. Welcome to the biggest, best, most amazing community worldwide that you have ever been in. This is the podcast for everything nutrition, fitness, and mindset related. Welcome. And I'm so happy that you are here. And if this is the very first time you're listening, I'm sorry it's not one of my podcast episodes, but you guys get two great coaches. And once again, this is a very cool thing that he has uh, given me the opportunity to put this podcast on my podcast. Um, not a lot of people do that, but that's just the kind of friendship that we do have. Um, so once again, community, thank you so much for being here. And if you have subscribed to the show, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you guys have not, please do me a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button on the podcast. This way, you guys will always know what's coming up and you'll never miss a podcast episode. So you get it as soon as it drops. And guys, do me another humongous favor. Head on over to the YouTube channel. Um, it's been kind of under construction for a while and I haven't really been dropping a whole lot on there, but please go subscribe on there as well. That is going to change very, very quickly because I'm going on vacation finally after longer than a year waiting to go back on vacation. I'm leaving this weekend to go up to Michigan, so I will have tons of stuff on YouTube and I'm hoping to get in a little bit of a podcast, a solo podcast myself as I wake up in the morning, have some coffee on the deck and overlook 100 acres of where we are staying. So guys, once again, this is the Not So Stupid podcast that I was a guest on, and I am so thrilled to be sharing this with you guys. I hope you do enjoy. There is so much good information that is about to come out on this podcast. This podcast was a little around 45 minutes to 50 minutes. It was a really short one, but afterwards, Juma and I talked, and we, we went on for at least another 45 minutes. I mean, we could just keep this thing going all day long if we really wanted to, but Guys, without further ado, thank you so much for being here at the Everyday Growth Podcast. This is the Not So Stupid Podcast with your coach, Juma, and uh, the interview with me. So thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you enjoy it. My man, Anthony, how's it going, man? Dude, what's up, Juma? How you doing, man? I'm so happy to be here, bro. Yeah, man. Like, like I told you, you are the first ever ho- uh, guest on this podcast. So big honor. This is, uh, I've had this envisioned for a couple months now, so I'm excited to have you on uh and make it a reality damn man i'm super humbled for you for a for being on and uh one one b would be uh would be being your first uh first guest man i think uh i this is the first time i've ever been a first guest and i know you know you and i are in the same business in the same space and i know we appreciate the same stuff that we both put out and i think we're just one on the same page and i really i'm really truly humbled to be here 
uh, with you on your podcast, man. Be the first guest, bro. Let's yeah. do it, man. I'm so pumped, man. Hell yeah. No, I'm excited too. Cause like you said, we have a lot of uh, overlap with our philosophies with training and nutrition yeah. and just general lifestyle. Uh, but, uh, I want to get into more about you, see, uh, see how you got into this position in the first place to be a trainer, be an online coach, um, and walk me through your journey, bro. What's your story? Like what, what is, uh, the Anthony Guzzo, uh, timeline look like for you? Oh man. I mean, how much time do we got here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but for real, man, it's, um, it's been, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy journey. Um, I just, it starts, it starts so far back, but it's like mm-hmm. mostly in, school right like I was that I was that like young naive kid who didn't have a whole lot of friends growing up and really just kind of didn't know who I was at, a, at, a, at like for a long period of time so you can put it back to like freshman sophomore junior year like I hung out with a lot of kids that have already been graduated and or um you know they're already kind of doing their own thing like some of them were working and I had no idea who I was at the time so hanging out with older people when you are a freshman or a sophomore is a very difficult thing to do because you're super influenced right like these kids are getting into smoking and drinking and smoking joints and all that stuff. Well, before I even like even have, I was a total version of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But hanging out with um, older people, man, like you dive in quick and you better be ready to what comes out the other end. So it was definitely, um, definitely been an eyeful and an earful and all these things, man. But you know, it came down to like, my senior year, I really started to take a turn with these older kids and like was every single weekend, man, just party, party, party. And that at being a super young kid, right? Like these kids, I'm already going in the bars with people mm-hmm. and I'm not 21. <laughs> Obviously I'm like a, so I'm like a junior or senior. I'm not 21. Right. I'm sneaking in the bars with these guys. I'm getting way messed up on the weekends. And like long story short, you know, high school, well, the story kind of takes a turn is I really, started to with those older kids, uh, I really started to meet their friends, right. And their Mm -hmm. friends out of high school and they all had jobs. And this is like their graduating class. And here I am like a junior, right? Like a Mm -hmm. sophomore, junior, senior. And I really started hanging out with older, older people. Now at this time, I'm not even 20, I'm not even 18 yet. I'm hanging out with kids that are 25, 26, 27 years old. Right. So you can imagine there's a big gap there, right? Like I'm hanging out with these guys every single weekend. And, you know, high school aside and all that, like I really started getting into drugs. And uh, at that time, man, and you wouldn't know now, but at that time, like I tried basically every drug you can think of, mm-hmm. um, you know, minus the really, really, really hard shit, like nothing like heroin or anything. Cocaine was definitely my drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really tough thing um, to like, you know, to talk about actually right now, it's really tough. It's just one of those things where every time I bring up my story, it's a little difficult, more and more difficult. It's, people say it should be getting easier, but it's really not, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anyone who's listening, man, like this is a pretty dark and deep story, but I'm going to hit it really, really quick. Um, my cocaine uh, addiction got like heavy, bro. Like graduated, started making my own money, started, you know, working on Michigan Avenue, all that thing in Chicago, started making money for myself, but I really had a really good time of going out to clubs and raves and ecstasy and cocaine and all that stuff, man. And every single weekend Mm -hmm. from Friday to Sunday, it was just a fucking blur, just a blur, man. And I was just living, living for myself. I wasn't living, you know, I didn't have a I didn't have a plan, man. I had no plan. I was just making money. Really had nothing to live for at that time. And uh, cocaine really took over my life, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm talking, started living on my own in my 20s. Um, basically, was doing it damn near almost every day just for fun. Uh, my weekends was how much can I do in a matter of a night, staying up all night long, Mm-hmm. All of my friends were doing it and no, every single person around me wasn't really a friend, right? Like they were just, just total fucking helping me out with what I'm doing. Like, yeah, they're like, Hey man, you want to cry on my shoulder, cry on my shoulder. And as soon as you're done, like, let's do this cocaine. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of one of those things like, all right, man, like I didn't know at that time, but like these kids were enablers to me, man, you know, like no one really was my friend. Because friends are supposed to pick you up, bro. They're mm-hmm. supposed to put you on a good path. They're supposed to help you through all your shit you're going through. And they're always supposed to be there for you. Everyone that I was hanging around with, my quote unquote friends, you know, they were only there, you know, 
uh, these people were only really there just to fucking hurt me, man. Mm. And I was so young and uh, I was so naive and I was so into drugs and I was just lost as a kid, right? Like depression and I was depressed and drugs and everything was just a way out, right? Mm. Like it was an easy way to do that just to escape like the realism of life. Like mm-hmm. every, every weekend, every day, you know, it, it got pretty bad for a while and, you know, damn, man, I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, you know, I just didn't know which way was up from down anymore. Mm-hmm. And then just, just one day, man, this day, this day I'm, uh, so ever thankful for man on 10, 26, 2013, mm-hmm. I thought that the world would be better off without me. And I decided that today's a good day to try to take my own life. Mm -hmm. And uh, things got a little hazy. I remember swallowing down, um, you know, every pill that I had in my house at that time, doing, drinking every single thing I could get my hands on, shoving a ton of cocaine into my nose, um, whatever I could do at that time to just try to make everything end. Um, it got really hazy. And I remember waking up at the ICU at Silver Cross Hospital, uh, handcuffed to a bed with a catheter. And, mm. and I remember waking up and looking around the room. Shit. I failed at this too. Mm. You know, I've been failing, failing at everything up until that point. And then to try to totally like take my own life was, uh, and fail at that man, I can't even tell you like how that felt at that time. Like not having anybody around you feeling super depressed, like you couldn't talk to anybody really massive drug addiction um, that I was basically doing anything for, you know, I mean, fuck dude, I did anything I possibly could to make money for that. I mean, I did some shit that I'm not very proud of to get drugs in my pocket and up my nose. But um, yeah, man, 10, 2013 is a day that I will never, ever, ever forget. And, uh, honestly, I, I, I take that now as, as I'm 38 years old, I'm almost 39 years old. And, uh, I really don't celebrate my birthday too much anymore. Um, because, you know, on 10, 26, I feel like the day that I was given a second chance mm. and, uh, I started living my life a little bit differently from that man. And, uh, the crazy thing is, this is the, this, every time I tell this to somebody, they're like, they're like, yeah, right. Go, go fuck yourself. You're lying. Right. So, uh, dude, I went home. I spent two days in the ICU. They wouldn't let me leave because my blood alcohol level was through the fucking roof. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of pills that I had in my body, um, it wasn't leaving my body at all. I had just so much ibuprofen and Advil and fucking Vicodin and you name it was in my system. They can't physically let you leave. Um, until that stuff's all gone or at a safe level. And, um, it was really crazy because I had two, I had two, two, two visits from the same psychiatrist that I guess they have like a, in the hospitals, they have like a psychiatrist that comes around because I was in like an ER room, um, for, you know, handcuff, but they took the handcuffs off, obviously in the catheter out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, uh, they would come in and like a psychiatrist would talk to you, you know, like a suicide watch psychiatrist to make sure like you weren't doing anything in the room or they just try to pick your brain a little bit. And I was like, man, you know what? It happened. I don't know. I don't know what's up. I just, I did it for these reasons. Like we don't have to sit here and talk about it. I'm fine. I'm not going to do it again. Um, you know, which it was a very long, it was a longer conversation than that. Like this person had to get answers out of me. You know, my family members were sitting outside of the room. I didn't know about um, the crazy thing is about this whole, this whole thing was, this is so weird. The amount of booze and the amount of drugs, prescription drugs and non-prescription drugs that I had that night. Also, the reason why, um, I was kind of told this, but kind of not told this, like I, I kind of figured it out mm-hmm. that I really wasn't going to die with the amount that I had in my system because of the fact of how much cocaine I had shoved up my nose Mm. because it offset everything that was really going on. So, you know, you look at that, it's like, what thing that the one thing that was the heaviest thing in my life was my cocaine addiction ended up kind of buffering those corners and almost saving me in a way. Mm -hmm. I look back at it today and it was like, man, if you, if you would never have been my friend back then, 
there's just no way because the person who you are now, you wouldn't even recognize me back then, bro. I'll have to send you pictures. You'd be like, who the fuck is that guy? Like you're talking, you know, 230 pounds, never worked out, big dude, you know, black eyes, like just black eyes all, every single day because I just had no sleep in me. You know, my, my, my days off from work, I would think it'd be fun to crack a beer at breakfast and start doing cocaine. Mm. You know, like when I say it's a serious addiction, it was a serious addiction. So let's fast forward a little bit, <laughs> get out of that nastiness. And, uh, you know, it's uh, from that day, I was being in the ICU and, uh, dude, it was kind of it, man. Like I looked in the mirror, which was, I, I think everyone should do this no matter what. And ask, you had to ask yourself those really hard fucking questions, right? Like, what are you doing? Who are you? Who do you want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, why did you do this type of thing? And uh, man, I had a hard time answering those questions. But there's one thing I did do was I cleaned up my house. I flushed everything down the toilet. Um, uh, what I didn't tell you was like cops came to my house because I called a lot of people and said my fairly wells, you know, so cops came and they had to put me in an ambulance. The crazy thing is, is that I had a humongous pile of cocaine in the corner covered up by another plate. The cops didn't see it. So I never got charged with anything. Um, but I flushed everything on the toilet the next day. I moved out of my place. I stayed with my sister in her basement. You know, I never went to rehab, which I probably should have, you know, um, but I'm just that pig headed person where I knew something had to change. And I knew that I was at, this was rock bottom. There was no going any deeper than this, man. There's just no fucking way. And I knew anything that I did, whether I talked to someone or not, anything that I did had to be better than what I was doing. Percent better every single day, man, since that day, bro. Like, homie, when I tell you like Anthony J and I have every day on all of my social media, everything I do every day. And uh, I always talk 1%. I always talk every day. Bro, you got to wake up. You got to be ready to go. You got to be that 1% better. There's just, there's no way around it. And for someone like me, who's an addict, as soon as I get out of bed and think whatever, whoever you want to believe in, think whoever that you're here every single day, you put your two feet on the ground, bro. That's all that it takes for me to, to live a fucking life that I love is because I'm still here, man. And like, I'm telling you, if anyone can hear this right now, like I am here for you. I know Juma's here for you. You don't have to be alone in this thing, man. Like I was so fucking alone, bro. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was, I couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't talk to anyone, dude. There wasn't one person in my life I could talk to. Not even the people that I was, even like the relationships I was in, man. Even like the, even like the girlfriends that were around, I couldn't talk to them about this shit. Dude, they witnessed me self-destruct. They just sat by and did it because why? Because mm-hmm. they, they weren't the right people for me to be around in the first place. So they were, they were along for the ride with me. They didn't give a fuck about my self-destruction. They thought it was normal. I thought it was normal. I thought hanging out with my friends every single weekend, you know, blowing eight balls of cocaine and staying up from Friday to Sunday and trying to go to work on Monday was the thing that people did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, like, that's not what you did. It was so normal for me to go out and get so fucking drunk and wasted on drugs. And not to mention, like, you're around people that that's what they do. Dude, I've seen so much hard shit in my life. Like there's not one movie that's out there that I haven't seen face to face. Like I've seen some shit and it sucks. I wish I can erase that from my head because I see movies today. I look at them. I'm like, that's not even a big deal. Like I've seen that before. You know, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks to see that shit. But um, clean my shit up, flush everything down the toilet. Do night. Honestly, like I knew that I had to get addicted to something positive and I got addicted to the gym. I got addicted to CrossFit. And I did cross it for six or seven years. I competed not at a high level, but I did a ton of competitions at least a couple times. Um, uh, at least a couple times, like a year I competed. All absolutely turned my life around and uh, started getting nutrition. You know, Jason Phillips, man, I, I, man, I tell that dude like every day, man, he saved my life, bro. Like he did, man. I got into nutrition so hardcore and, I'm good now, man. Like I run my own business. Um, I'm a trainer online and in person, you know, I have my nutrition, I do online and in person. Um, I have my first supplement coming out next month. It's one of those things where every single day you just gotta, you know, keep going forward and, you know, and, uh, 
you just, you just can't stop being you and you really got to have a purpose in this life. Cause when you, without a purpose, man, you're just kind of what you're a wanderer, you know, mm-hmm. and that may be good for some people. Some people may be a wanderer. That's great. While, while you try to, while you try to, um, to find yourself out there, you know, you got to create yourself, you know, if that's, I have that soon after this happened, I have a tattoo that's on the side of my, on the side of my rib cage, man. It's from my top of my armpit all the way down to my bottom, you know, and it says, uh, life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Mm-hmm. Because for my whole life, you know, your parents always tell you, you know, you'll find yourself, get out there and find yourself, find yourself. Like, man, you got to fucking create yourself, bro. Like you are a bowl and you just got to put ingredients in and you got to make something of yourself, man. You got to create that shit. Nothing falls in your lap, nothing. And like, I was just going around the world. Like, this is what we do. No plan, no nothing, no gusto, no angst, no goals, you know, had no, no life, but to just get fucked up. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what it was all about, man. Like I had a job. I make good money. I'm a manager here. You know, I, I built houses over here. I'm making 20, $30 a fucking hour. I thought that was it. I'm like, I'm doing it, dude. This is life, man. That ain't life, bro. <laughs> that ain't life, man. That's an ashtray of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's garbage, but long story short, man, community, I'm sorry that I talked your ear off right there, but yeah, that's where I'm at today, man. I know it's a weird and crazy story to have, you know, this person sitting in front of you, like, you know, that's not me anymore. And people would never really understand that. When I, when I tell them that story, like, yeah, dude, like I'm an addict. They're like, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, man. Like tried to kill myself, man. Like cocaine, like what? Cause it's like, I'm just totally different right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just mm-hmm. on another level. You're, yeah. Uh, man, uh, first of all, I appreciate you being so authentic and unfiltered with that uh, and sharing your story. I know it wasn't easy, uh, but there's definitely a lot of helpful stuff both for you repeating it, I'm sure, and for everyone listening to uh, gain from that going forward. I know that uh, there's a quote I always hear uh, that I think resonates with people that are, you know, constantly not being enough or feel like they're not being enough or constantly doing the wrong things. It's that to reach the peak of something, you need to start at the bottom. You know, you can't just climb from the middle of the mountain. So when you're hitting uh, those low points in your life, that's just like, you have only one direction to go and that's up. And that's like, uh, empowering in a way for you to go through that. Cause now you're not stuck down here. You have the choice to move on and, uh, you made that choice for yourself. Uh, go ahead. You want to say something? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Like I believe, you know, and I know you do too. I mean, that's what, that's why we get along so well. It's like, you know, I, like ad- adversity is a very healthy thing, man. Hmm. You know, adversity is very healthy. Losing is very healthy. Do you have to fall as low as I did? Absolutely not. I don't believe in that at all. Don't try. Don't try to push yourself like, oh, I got to go fall really hard and get back up because Anthony and Juma said so. That's not what I'm saying. But everyone's going through shit. I don't care who you are, man. I don't care who you are. That's why you can't go around judging people because you have no idea what that person's going through today, yesterday, tomorrow. You don't know. So you can't judge people, you know, by anything because you don't, you got go walk a mile in someone's shoes, man. Like, you know, how many people, you know, how many people have come up to me and I tell that story too. And they're like, dude, what the fuck? Like you portray yourself as like, you got nothing wrong and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Listen, man, I'm not portraying myself. Like I have nothing wrong. Mm. It's just that I'm not selling myself like I have something wrong. Like I have to continue to be confident every single day in who I am. Mm-hmm. Like the things that I did in my past are in the past dog. Like it's called the rear view mirror for a reason, bro. You know, you guys want to time travel, just drive in your car and look in your rear mirror. Everything behind you is in the past. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like you said it perfectly. And I'm, I guarantee we talked about this on my podcast when I had you on too. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right, man. So many people look at the mountain. They want the top. They want to go right to the top. You know, and like, dude, falling down, trying again, learning how to first climb before you can even do any, learn how to tie a knot. Like people want to go so fast through life. And when they hit a speed bump, they really don't know how to recover from it. But it's like, listen, man, take your time through stuff. You're going to fall down nine times out of 10, no matter what. You're going to have more losses than wins. Once you understand that, like once you understand that this adversity, this loss that I'm, that I'm on right now, that I'm taking that what you think is a quote unquote negative part of your life, that little adversity that you're having or that loved one that you've missed, you can still have that. You could still miss that loved one, but you got to go forward because the last thing that you'd want to do is sit in the same spot and continually think about those bad things because mm-hmm. that loved one's going to want to make, we're going to want you to go to keep going with your life. They're not going to want you to stand still. And that's the thing. It's like, we look at these speed bumps, automatically quit it's like dude you know how many you have any idea how many times 
I shouldn't have been where I'm at right now if I didn't keep going forward. Like there's a reason why that story is my story. There's a reason why I'm here right now is because I went through that shit. I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't go through that shit. There's no way I'd be a totally different person. I've accepted that. And a lot, I'm going to throw a lot of people for a loop right now. That's my journey. I am on this journey. This is my fucking journey. It's no one else's journey. And I have to take the good with the bad. But every day I go outside, I get to choose where I'm going now. Instead of following the crowd, instead of falling underneath someone else's foot or going to do something I don't want to do. These choices are ours and ours only. So it's up to you if you want to blow your weekends off. And that's fine. I have, I can't, I blew the fuck out of my weekend this weekend. That's fine. But guess what? I get right back on track on Monday because I know it's more important to be back on track than to keep falling off every weekend because goals will never get met. You know, we say this all the time, Jay, Friday through Sunday is 42% of your week, man. Yeah. Dude, that's almost half of your week. You're fucking up every weekend. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you got yeah, I mean, it also goes with like kind of what you said earlier. It's uh, uh, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, you know, these are facts. You know, whether you choose to accept the bad things or not, they, they, still, they still happened. You know, whether you ignore them or not, they're still there. So what good is putting this veil of ignorance on over yourself uh, to just ignore it and pretend like everything is all sunshine and rainbows? You're only limiting how much further you can go because of that. Facts, man. You're only hurting yourself, man. You're just lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what they know, you know, we keep going back to my story as many times as you want. Like I was lying to myself for years, man. I was just lying to myself. Like, this is how it is. Oh, well, this is life. You know, it'll get better or it'll get worse. Like just lying to myself, man. Never taking, never having any kind of like extreme ownership, man. Never owning up mm-hmm. to anything. Nothing was ever my fault. I didn't even know what the word ownership meant until, mm-hmm. until this was all said and done. And until I started like working for myself and, you know, kicking the habit and all that. Like now I'm like, Oh shit. Like ownership, man. Like you are in control of every single thing that you do. There's not one, everything comes back onto you, mm-hmm. you know? And there's throughout my days, man, like every single day, even to do, even today, people I ran into working out, you know, and training somebody like people just talk like it's somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I look at people, I don't, I don't, you know, I used to correct people back in the day when I was too smart ass, you know, now it's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Like just walk away, you know, like people just want to point the finger at everybody, especially right. Today's day and age, man. People Mm. are just like, everyone has an excuse, right? Like Mm -hmm. funny, funny story. Like I just, I just, um, I just had a a client, you know, uh, stop working with me. You know, we didn't work together very long, but they're, they blame me, Mm. which is fine. I mean, it's not the first time. It won't be the last time that a, that a coach gets blamed for people not hitting their goals, right? Definitely not. No. <laughs> you know, and, and if you know what, if and I'm pushing you to a point where I'm pushing too hard, I should recognize that and take ownership on that and change my right. way of, of coaching. But if I know that's almost a sign that I'm doing the things that are right because I'm, I'm putting a lot into somebody else's plate mm-hmm. and I'm asking them to step the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you, need to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say like you sometimes people are uncomfortable with being held to a higher standard sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like our job as coaches is to make sure that they are living up to their ideals, but also like mm-hmm. uh, just, I, I don't want to say our ideals, but helping them like push themselves up to their ideals is like, well, that's our job. And if you're not willing to, uh, or if it's not as romanticized as you think it's going to be, to be lifted up to that ideal and be held to that higher standard, you know, you're going to be turned off by that idea and just mm-hmm. fall off of it. And then, of course, not blame yourself for that. You know, you're going to shift the blame to the person that was trying to help you, but you're not seeing it that way. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's a really uh, it's not a pretty road in the beginning, no. like you know, and like and, and like you said, like it's our job to hold that person to you know what their standard, what they want the new standard to be. So you did hire a coach in the beginning, like you know what you're getting, you know what you need. So when that time comes of, hey, like your food log like and they like uh you didn't tell me to it's like hold on a second guy <laughs> i know i did i know i did mm-hmm. but let's just back up it didn't happen why didn't it happen let's talk about it and it's when you start having those type of conversations with people and you start being really real with somebody people are like oh shit you know what like you're right like i remember you told me to do it and i remember that i didn't track on saturday and sunday because i had this neck and i'm like cool 
So what are you going to do? You can track today or just blow off the whole week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of these, like you hired a coach for a reason. So when, if it's tough love or not, I don't care what you call it, but we both know that you are only in control of you. Like a coach can only do so much, man. Mm-hmm. And our whole point is, and like I was saying, like in the beginning, it's not sexy. It's not, it's a huge learning curve. I mean, I bet you're this, I bet you're kind of like the same as I am too. Like the whole first month is just like to new clients that have never done any of this before. Like we're trying to teach them how to track. Um, I mean, not even give them macros. Just trying to teach them how to track, how to, how to eat a little cleaner, how to look at stuff, try mm-hmm. to get things together and look at the food logs that we provide. And it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And right away we can basically just, I always tell my clients now, like I just started this, like, I think this year, cause I got so smart with it. It's like, listen, nothing happens in the first month. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. want to let you know right now, like you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be mad. We're going to be on the phone every single day, basically together until, until you start feeling a little bit more comfortable. And by week or sorry, by month two, month three, things start to kind of change. And now you can start working. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I, I tell everybody up front with that, man. I'm like, I can't do anything for you in the first three months. Mm-hmm. Really. I can't, I can, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah, things that you can learn in, in three months, but if you think all you need to do is work for three months and you're going to have everything that you ever wanted with your goals, mm-hmm. you're fucking crazy. You're mm-hmm. nuts. Cause I can tell you right now, I've been working on myself for years, years, bro. Since my demise day in 2013, think about that really quick. Mm-hmm. Have I ever had the aesthetic body that I wanted? No. <laughs> you know, I had, yeah. If I try to put myself in such a deficit that I do get an eight pack, no, because I, it's not healthy, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to live a life, run businesses, have great relationships. Like the one I have with you said, we would have never met, mm-hmm. you know, like it's that law of attraction thing, man. It's like, these things take time. And as soon as you understand that one adversity is great for you and everyone around you to you to be a better person. And two, these things take time. Mm-hmm. Once you wrap your head around these things, man, it's like the sky's the and like you and I always say, like, there's no, there's no ceiling to this thing called nutrition and fitness and life. There's mm-hmm. nothing. And if you start thinking that way, it's too, man, you just, it's just up. You froze for a second, but we're good now. Good. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, no, yeah, I completely uh, agree and hear what you're saying. I think that patience is definitely like a lost virtue. And I've had definitely had clients the same way as you get blamed for things, you know, but it's always a he said versus she said kind of thing, you know? Uh, But I think like patience is going to be really important because you can, we have all these false expectations from media, from social media, from all these different places that you just need 30 days to change your whole life and get this going. But if you want it for the rest of your life, it's going to take way longer than that. You know, it's not just a flip, you a switch, you flip, and then everything is solved. It's a constant effort. You know, it gets easier over time through repetition, but still needs to get done to some capacity as time goes on. And it sucks too, because like the world is just screaming 30 days of everything right now. And Mm. it sucks so bad. And you wonder why, I mean, if you really want to get confused, man, anybody who's listening to this right now, if you really just want to go down the rabbit hole and totally fuck your whole life up, go on TikTok. And just listen to every single wannabe nutritionist and nutrition coach that's on there. It is crazy the amount of stuff that people are saying. Some guy, get this. I was on there today, right? Mm-hmm. I was on TikTok this morning, right? And this guy's not even a nutrition coach. He's not a doctor. He's not a nutritionist. He's an acupuncturist, okay? He's an acupuncturist, which I love acupuncture. It's great. Nothing mm-hmm. against nothing against people that do this. He made a TikTok that said, drink a glass of warm water every single morning. It'll speed up your metabolism, help with weight loss, and it will cleanse, cleanse your body. That's all he said. And he had a smile on his face and he said, follow me for more good information. I lit, I lit this guy up so bad, man. <laughs> I went on there and I was just like, I can't have this anymore, man. I'm like, I'm like, this is why everyone is so confused today because you're saying you can wake up in the morning, drink a glass of warm water, which who does that shit unless it's tea, a glass of warm water, and you're going to speed up your metabolism for fat loss. You wonder why everyone's so confused of what's going on today in nutrition, why no one trusts like you and me. Mm-hmm. It sucks, man, because I've lost, dude, I've lost tens of twenties of clients where 30 days go by, they're done. Mm-hmm. Just like that. They're like, this isn't working at all. You don't know what you're doing. I'm like, it's been 30 days. Yeah. Like, 
you didn't give yourself a chance. And then we mm-hmm. can take a dive down that rabbit hole. And it's like, what are you scared of? Mm-hmm. You know, if you quit on 30 days, what are you, what are you doing? You know, and mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things like it, it doesn't, nothing in this world, nothing takes 30 days. Right. You couldn't even learn how to tie your shoes when you were a kid in 30 days. You wore Velcro for years. True. So <laughs> I still got flip-ons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're all wearing flip-flops every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's so, it's so real. And I, there was this, I think the, when you think about things so often and you want things so badly to happen so fast, it feels yeah. like it takes longer than it does. But then again, it's like, bro, it's only been a month, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you take 10 months to do this right, that's only like, that's less than a percent of your life. If you live up to 80, like the average, you know, like less than 1% of your life to do this right. And then understand it for the rest of your life. I think that's a good payout, you know, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's, ROI, man. Yeah. It's a great ROI. <laughs> And that's the thing too. It's like, you go ahead and go back to the beginning of like uh, Corona lockdown, right? Mm, like yeah. three months of just crap. Mm-hmm. Everyone, dude, including myself, fell off track after a month, was eating too much, you know, going out too much, you know, like in ordering pizza and all not moving. The gyms were closed, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Within that two to three months, everyone was like, man, I feel like crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So it goes to show you like, you, but you look back at it and you're like, actually, long it wasn't that long it was just two or three months man like Mm -hmm. it goes by really quick now take pandemic out of it and now you can now you can go back to the gyms now you can really focus on your on everything you're doing going shopping again get back on track think if you spent the next 60 to 90 days doing something that you love to do and just hammered it home Mm. not like not like 100 like 100 on my nutrition like i'm gonna paleo clean eating for 100 like don't do that have fun for 90 days, dude, give it 90 days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give it three months of really solid work. Cause within that 90 days, you have life that comes up. You have birthday parties. You have all these things that come up, right? Like you can't fight those things. You have to give into them. You have to go out for birthday parties. You have to go eat a little Jimmy and little Susie's cake and cookies and shit like that when you don't want to. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You should be able to do that without, with zero guilt behind it. But if you give yourself into those 90 days of really trying to do something for 90 days. Like, dude, you guys are going to come out of it so fast and you're going to come out so, so much better than when you went into it. And you're going to look back at that and be like, man, 90 days was a really fast time. And what if I do that again? What if I do for six months this time? Mm-hmm. Next, dude, next thing you know, you have, you almost put in a whole year of really good work. And then guess what? There's no way you're going back to the person that you were. Mm-hmm. You've put in so much work. You've completely changed around who you are. And from who you are, your surroundings are better. I guarantee you're not going out as much. You're not hanging out with those friends who just want to pull you away from everything. Like you're really focused on your goals. And I bet you're a better person. I bet your life's better. Lifestyle's better. Relationships are better. I bet your job's better. I guarantee it. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. They look at it as I want to lose X amount of weight in 90 days. Let's take the weight off the table. Juma, this is something I do all the time with people. I always go, how much weight do you want to lose? But they're so, they're so on top of the weight. They're like, I want to lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next two months. Cool. Let's do this. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to snap my fingers. And for one second, let's, let's pretend that you lost 15 pounds. One, two, three. They're like, okay, cool. I see what you're saying. I'm like, no, but do you really? Because now that you just lost 15 pounds, everything else in your life. Perfect. Is your lifestyle better? Are your food choices the same or are they worse? Because they can't get better because you demanded something to happen like that. Guess what? You still have to go back to the drawing board and fix all those food choices. You still have to sleep more hours. Mm-hmm. You still have to, de- you have to still have to control your cortisol response, that big, nasty stress hormonal response that you have no control over because you're slamming 50 cups of coffee a day and you're sleeping three hours a night. Mm-hmm. Just because you lose the weight doesn't mean shit. It doesn't. There's so much more that comes into this thing. There's mm-hmm. so much more that comes into this. And guess what? When you stop focusing on losing the weight, you start losing the weight. It's very weird that it's very weird that way. Right. You stop focusing on that really nasty goal that's been creeping up on you though. Your whole entire life of 15 pounds, 20 pounds, five pounds, 10 pounds, whatever it may be, you start focusing on everything else in your surroundings and your lifestyle and your food choices and your life choices. Guess what? You start hitting those goals so much faster, man. Like so much, they just, they're, you're there. And you're like, I just lost five pounds this month. How did that happen? Yeah. Because you've been putting your work in. Mm-hmm. And that's five pounds of fat that's gone that ain't coming back. Mm-hmm.
unless you're a total jerk about it and you just, you, yeah. know. <laughs> you celebrate with a, a entire month cruise or something, yeah. <laughs> something ridiculous, but no, man, I love, I love all the, I love that perspective that you put on it. You know, that it's, you spent 90 days treating yourself not so well, obviously you're going to end up with a poor outcome. Try 90 days of treating yourself good and take care of yourself the way that you should. You're going to see the reverse, but it just takes that little shift in perspective to, and commitment to do that. Yeah, I think you said it better than I did. And it's, it's like people have to understand and they have to understand that, like I said, once you understand this thing takes a little bit longer than you, than you want it to, just wrap your head around that. It's life too, though, you know, like you want to raise today. Cool. What have you been doing to get that raise at work? Mm-hmm. Like, what have you been doing? Have you been doing your work? Well, okay, well, if you're, if you're kind of working on your nutrition and kind of working on your fitness, then you kind of can't really give a shit if you're not hitting your goals because you haven't been doing the work. And if you haven't been doing the work, guess what? You really can't complain about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I think I say that like every single one of my podcasts, like <laughs> seriously, like I'm just, that's another thing too. Like if you're not putting in the work, man, you don't get, you don't get to complain about it. I'm yeah. sorry. You don't because no one wants to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, I know I've had a lot of friends like this. I know you, I know you and I both in this world, in this space, we've had friends like that too. Right. Like, I'm going to get, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to hit the gym as hard as I can, blah, blah, blah. They last for like two weeks and then they're off again. Mm-hmm. And then they, but every time you see them, they say they're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on my nutrition this week, you know, and they always ask you what they should do. And it's like, Hey man, listen, I've tried to help you. You haven't helped in helping yourself. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the big definitive answer right there. Right. You're not helping yourself. Mm-hmm. So we can't physically, you know, we can't, we can't spoon feed you. That's impossible. It's impossible. If you, you just need to start helping yourself a little bit more and more each day. And once you, I feel like that's like a rut, right? Like mm. we're so used to not doing the right thing, but when we try to do the right thing, harder because it's a brand new skill that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. But once you start learning that skill and getting out of that little bit of a rut, like, like I know for a fact that when I don't work out for like two days in a row, I do, I get the Jones, I get Jonesy for the gym. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? It's the same way with when if you eat like shit, like if you go out on a weekend and you eat like shit on Saturday, a perfect example like i'm going on vacation next weekend for a couple of days to my friends beautiful my friend's beautiful house like eight hours away up in up in upper michigan mm-hmm. and they bought like 120 acres right they put this beautiful house on it and we're gonna go out there we're gonna have a good ass time we're gonna go we're gonna go shoot some guns in the woods and all these things go catch something all these things but it's like dude if you think i'm tracking my food for four days while i'm out there you're crazy <laughs> okay but i guarantee when i come back home I'm going to be like, listen, we got to get right back on track because we just blew four days. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things, like once you get out of that rut of doing that wrong thing that you've been doing for so many years, and it takes time, dude, you know, this shit, it mm-hmm. takes a long time. But once you, it's a click to where you eat one time, one day you go out on Saturday and you eat like shit for a walk first thing in the morning. I'm going to go, I'm going to go shopping first thing in the morning. I'm going to get all my food prep done. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. I've just allowed myself to go out on a Saturday night, guilt-free to, to little Timmy's birthday party, had cake, had cookies, had drinks, had a great time, didn't get a whole lot of good sleep because I had tons of, tons of cake and cookies and drinks in me. Mm-hmm. I didn't get good sleep, but guess what? I made a positive change the next morning and look at, look at what I'm doing. And all of a sudden you're like, there's the change I've been waiting for. There it is. And it may take you three months to get there, but once it does, you have a really hard time letting it go. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. No, I love, I love all that. I love everything you just said, man. That's like, <laughs> that's life for what it is. You know, there's, right. it's not going to be a perfect, it's never going to be a perfect road, especially, you know, you and I live in Chicago. We know that there's a lot of potholes everywhere. So <laughs> dude, <laughs> Chicago's like the perfect, the perfect example of the potholes. Yeah. <laughs> there's not, not one, one day of my life. I haven't seen a pothole in Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to drive downtown and make it to the skyline, but you can't do it without running over some potholes, you know? Yeah, period. Same, same idea. <laughs> it's the exact same idea, man. I love it. It's a perfect analogy. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate having you on the podcast. I want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, I got a couple questions for you before yeah. you go, though. One, my business, Stupid Fit, you know, that's the brand. It's fitness made simple. Uh, we're always focusing on doing the simple things, just like the 1% better every day that it's going to take you to your ultimate goal. What is one simple thing that you think anyone listening to this, as soon as they get off the podcast, they can start incorporating that'll make their life so much better. 
I can give you one for the morning. Um, I definitely, I give one for night. Let's start with the nighttime one. I could kind of reverse engineer this for you really quick. All right. Everything that you plan for tomorrow should be planned tonight before you go to bed. So mm-hmm. you want to time block out your day tonight. You want to plan your day tonight. If you have a vision board, um, like I have a board sitting right I have a ton of little uh, yellow post-it notes all over it. So I will put together my post-it notes tonight. So when I wake up tomorrow morning, I know what to do right away. The reason why I do that is I don't have to take the time in the morning to do it. And I don't have to be stressed in the morning to do it as well. So that anxiety creates inaction. And whenever you have anxiety, whether it's big or small, in the morning when you're running, when you're running short on time, the last thing you want to do is sit down and try to plan your day out. So that anxiety creates inaction. Now, going into the morning, I give you one for the morning as well, is do, this is going to sound so fucking cliche, and I, I apologize to your community for it. <laughs> okay. Do not hit the snooze button. <laughs> Don't. And here's another, here's a better trick that no one's ever told you about. And if you heard it before, let me know. Put your phone on the other side of the room. And if you, if you live with somebody, let them know this is what I have to do because you need to get that phone out of your arm's length. Because if it's in your arm's length, you can hit snooze and or hit the off, you know, ringer off button. And then you can go right back to bed without even knowing. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, huge, huge thing. Yeah. And throughout your day, I think time blocking is gigantic. I think if we take anything away from this podcast, it's planning your day out the night before and then time block your day out. And that may sound super tedious to people. And I know Juma, if it's your client or not, if you guys have any questions, you can hit up myself or Juma because I know he's good at this too. Mm-hmm. Time blocking is a lifesaver. It's a lifesaver and it's not just a lifesaver. It's a, it's a productivity hack to where you get so much more done, mm-hmm. so much more done throughout the day. Yeah, no, I, I can attest to this too. I can say that it, during the quarantine lockdown months, I fell off of time blocking a little bit and my life got so much more stressful than it needed to be. And all, all it needed for it to be less stressful and be more enjoyable and get more productive was the time block again. And it, right. it's really honestly so simple tedious at first but so simple overall and it makes all all the worlds of difference but i appreciate that those are all really good actionable steps everyone can start doing today whether they're listening to this in the morning or listening to this at night uh to uh get started and living a better life now where can everyone find you anthony so that they can get in contact with you and follow you as well yeah man for sure so i'm mostly active on instagram it's just my go-to it's a everyday anthony j um, you can find me on there. And if you guys ever need to shoot me a DM, please do it right away. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I'm also on Facebook underneath the same exact name every day with Anthony J nutrition coaching. And also if you guys need to um, email me, it's just every day, Anthony J at gmail.com. I live on Instagram. I love Instagram. I'm putting out massive amounts of content. I have my own podcast as well. It's the everyday growth podcast. Juma was on not too many episodes ago. You guys can uh, check that out. I'm sure he's going to link that in his show notes as well to go check out his story and how awesome he did. I, I still appreciate you really coming on, man. Cause it's like when you have someone on like yourself, man, it's like just a, a breath of fresh air to get someone in that thinks the same way and is in the same space and can really hammer things home. I know you're making a change in people's lives, man. I just love you for it, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm behind you 100%. Man, I appreciate that. I can I can only say the same and more about you, bro. Like your your story is nothing sh- short of incredible, and like you said, it's unbelievable. Especially knowing who you are now, um, you. but that change is only getting extended to other people uh, in your life, whether they're you know it or not. It's happening every single day, and uh, huge appreciation for that. And anything you ever need from me, I'm always here to help you out with that. Um, Thank but you. those. Uh, I will link all of those in the show notes for you to reach out to him. Definitely recommend listening to the everyday growth podcast. Uh, It's a great podcast to get into. And uh, I think that's it. So signing off. There you have a community. I hope you enjoyed this awesome, awesome podcast. It's such a, crazy, crazy feeling to be a guest on someone else. It's been such a long time since I was a guest on someone else's podcast. I'm always doing solo podcasts or getting people to come onto my podcast as a guest. I haven't been on, I haven't been a guest on someone else's podcast in quite some time. I, I actually like it. It's a, it's a good venting process for me. As you see that I was able to talk that basically that entire time. Um, but uh, I hope you guys loved this episode. Um, I know I did, and I actually li- went back and listened to it like two or three times during this week when I went out for walks, just to listen to listen and and you know coach myself through things. It's like we're always in a learning, we're always in a place of learning, right? Like every day, I always preach to you guys one percent better, one percent better, one percent better, and it's the honest to God truth. 
every day is a test. And at the end of the day, when we go to bed, the test is over and we have time to reflect on what we have done or didn't do or what we failed on and what we succeeded on, what were our wins and what were our losses. I hope you guys got a little bit of insight and part of my story as well. Um, I know a lot of you guys haven't heard the story. I only talked about it a couple times in everyone else's podcasts and maybe I have talked about it once or twice on mine, but I hope you enjoyed listening to that story. And it is hard. It's, it's hard to listen to things like that. And, um, you know, it's just we always come from somewhere. You know, it's everyone's going through shit one way or another. And that is why you can never judge a book by its cover and or judge at all. I think that's the biggest problem today is people look at someone else and they automatically judge. Like they have a crystal ball and they can read into the future of what that person is, what they stand for, who they are, what their faults are. They can just look at someone and be like, nope, blah, 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 blah. It's this type of person. It's that type of person. That's, that's the completely wrong thing. Imagine you guys did that to me. Now you heard my story. Do you feel differently about me? Probably not. If you feel different about me in a negative situation, like, oh, I'm never listening to him again, that's fine. That's 100% fine. But if that's your take on it, in my defense, and I get one, is obviously you're not fucking paying attention. Because if you were paying attention, you'd understand that you're going through adversity as well. And if that's your take on this with negativity and you took a negative approach at something that turned into something positive and know me for something positive, then that is your problem right there. You're looking for negativity or you're a negative person. No one is is that clean. No one is that just. No one is that perfect. Everyone has their flaws. And I'm on here admitting mine. And if you're going to judge me for that, then judge away. Because when I see you, I'll still give you a huge hug. Because you need one. We all do. If you guys ever see me, I hope you give me a hug. With a mask or without a mask on. I really don't give a shit. So you guys, like always, please subscribe to the channel. Please head over to Every Day with Anthony J on YouTube and hit subscribe on that as well so you guys don't miss out on any episodes, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube vlog or anything I'm putting up there. Like always, guys, you can always put the faces with the names from my podcast up on YouTube. So you can't just hear it. So you guys just don't have to judge the voices and what people look like. You can actually go and see um, faces and actually paint a better picture for who you're listening to. Like always, guys, peace and love. I hope you have an amazing, amazing, kick-ass weekend. Till next time, fam. I love you all.